Good morning. It is Monday, September 20th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Well, thanks for bearing with me for a couple days. I think for the first time in almost 400 episodes, I took some days off unexpectedly just to recuperate a little bit from COVID. I'm doing way better. Last week, I was just so worn out. My goodness. And I still have a few little symptoms. I lost my taste, which I'll tell you right now is one of the worst things. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And after the fourth or fifth day of it, it gets pretty old. I played a lot of chess, way, way, way too much chess, which I really enjoy. And this week is finals week, so I really need to bear down on classwork. And even if I don't have as much energy as maybe I should for class, I need to get on it. So anyways, we're here on Monday, ready to jump into the book of Habakkuk. We've been kind of waiting. I left you guys on a cliffhanger. Nahum sort of ends that way. And Habakkuk picks up right where Nahum leaves off. So let me read our passage for today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear, and cry to you, violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise, so the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth, for the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. Let's pray together. Our God in heaven, Lord, we're thankful for this Monday. I'm thankful for this Monday. Have you sustained us through the weekend to get us to where we are today? Lord, we're rested, most of us, ready to jump into our Mondays with you alongside us, that we may go boldly and proclaim your name to our co-workers. Others are less rested, feeling more timid, dreading today. God, give us strength through your prophet Habakkuk today. Use your spirit to lead us through your word. Amen. Well, my friends, like I said, Habakkuk pretty much does pick up right where Nahum left off, at least time-wise. Nahum prophesies about the end of the Assyrian Empire. Habakkuk almost certainly saw the end and is now prophesying during the beginning of the Babylonian rise. But that doesn't mean that Habakkuk is a book just like Nahum. In fact, it's very different. While they're both prophets, the way Habakkuk is written is different than Micah and Nahum. While Nahum also was an oracle, if you remember that language from the beginning, where he's prophesying what he had seen, Habakkuk is an oracle of what he had seen from a different perspective. We get to see the perspective of Habakkuk seeing the oracle. This is different, and one of the commentators I read made a big deal out of this. While Nahum was reporting what he had heard and seen, Habakkuk lets us in to the actual conversation between himself and God. Remember the different scenes of other prophets who get their oracles from God. Probably the most famous is Isaiah. We see Isaiah in the throne room of God, conversing with him, hearing from him directly. They talk back and forth. That's what we get to see here in the book of Habakkuk. The whole book is a conversation. It's short, just like Nahum, but there's a different insight to be gained from this conversation. 
Habakkuk is a prophet. He speaks for God, but he also speaks for the people of Israel before God. And in our passage today, this book starts in my Bible with the title, Habakkuk's Complaint. It's almost like Habakkuk is given the opportunity to stand before God, and the first thing he does is start complaining. Not complaining from a heart of grumbling, but complaining from a different way. It's a lamentation, and Christians are fully able to lament before our God. We're allowed to do this. It happens all the time through Scripture. In Psalms, in the book of Lamentations, in the book of Job, where we ask questions of God, we see things and we say, How long, O Lord? I remember when I was doing my undergraduate degree at the Moody Bible Institute, I had a professor who was really into this idea, and one of our assignments was that we had to write a prayer of lamentation. And I remember writing a prayer about abortion, basically saying, How long, O Lord, will you let this injustice continue in our land? And it felt so freeing to pray that way. Not because I wanted to put God in a corner, but because it puts ourselves in a corner. Remember, we're not doing this from a posture of grumbling or accusing, but from a posture of, we know you're doing this, Lord. How long must we endure? You see, a lamentation, a complaint like Habakkuk's here, is not meant to point the finger at God, but to see the finger of God point at us and say, how much longer, Lord, will you make us endure? It comes from a posture of submission, of believing that God is still sovereign over all. My friends, as we look now at the book of Habakkuk, let's look at it from that perspective. Habakkuk is not pushing God into a corner. Instead, he's bringing up his position and then hearing the Lord answer sovereignly, powerfully, with an almighty voice to answer the heartfelt questions of Habakkuk. Tomorrow, we're going to start this passage all over, and we're going to read verses 1 all the way through verse 11. We'll see the first complaint from Habakkuk, and we'll see how the Lord answers. This is going to give God's people, us today and those back then, an intimate look into the conversation between a man of God and God himself. As we go today, let's prepare ourselves by thinking like this, by thinking about lamentation, thinking about the posture that we have when we might ask questions of our God. Is it like the posture that I described of the man who's grumbling and accusing God? Or like the posture of Habakkuk here, or Job, or David, or Jeremiah? Let's think about that today. On Mondays, we always pray for global missions. So today we're going to pray for the Amazon peoples in the Amazon River Basin. Let's pray together. God, thank you for the book of Habakkuk. Thank you that we have examples of men like him, who, from a posture of submission, ask you questions, looking for answers, because we don't have them and you do. Lord, we have many questions today. We have many struggles and worries, and we don't see how the puzzle pieces fit together. God, we ask you for wisdom and insight, Lord. That's all we can do. And we're thankful that books like Habakkuk, like Lamentations, like Job, give us an intimate look into your voice, into your heart, into your response to your people. Lord, as we go today, we want to pray for the Amazon peoples in the Amazon River Basin, a group of people that are famously unreached. Lord, there's so many people groups hidden away in this area of the world with missionaries who are just longing to get in. And so, God, we pray for the Naka people, the Naka people who are buried there 
deep inside the Amazon River Basin. And for the workers and missionaries who are among them, ministering to them, trying to learn the Naka language, trying to learn the culture and the heart of these people, that they may point them away from their gods, away from the lies and false gods, to you and only you, the one true source of light and truth. Lord, would you call your people out from the Naka people in the Amazon River Basin? We pray these things in your Son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.